We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and yes, we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is James O'Conn. We're going to be talking to James about his new book entitled The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. And uh, James is an author, lecturer, and an award-winning structural engineer. He has explored more than 50 remote Maya sites and researched Maya technology, uh, technological accomplishments for more than 40 years. Combining his talents as a forensic engineer and an evidence gleamed from his archaeological investigation, James lifts the veil of mystery from the lost technology of the Maya. And James, welcome to the X-Zone. How are you, sir? I'm doing right fine, thank you. Tell us a little bit about your interest in the Maya. Uh, the interest in the Maya began, grew out of my interest in history as mm-hmm. a, a teenager and, and, and grew into a uh, hobby. I'm, I'm going to take this step. And then an avocation when I uh, spent time in, in Mexico in the 60s, uh, almost a year, mm-hmm. and uh, visited Maya sites where I 
felt a kinship with the uh, the Maya engineers and started considering how these incredibly uh, bright people built their their brand cities and uh, built the infrastructure for these uh, beautiful places. And it grew into a situation where I made some discoveries, pointed them out to archaeology. They said, mm-hmm. impossible. They couldn't have done it. They were Stone Age people. Well, that way for the quest, the quest for the truth. And uh, the culmination is the book. And the book is entitled Exonation, uh, The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. James' website is www.theoldexplorer.com, and his book is available on Amazon.com. James, why do you think so many people now are showing a sudden interest in the Mayan and, and the Maya technology as well as the Maya civilization? Do you think the 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 hype around the end of the Mayan calendar, 2012, uh, December 21st, 2012, has something to do with it? Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, we have uh, films. Indiana Jones' last mm-hmm. movie was about the Maya. And we've had a, a, a tremendous increase, and not we, but Mexico has had a tremendous increase in tourism to, uh, to Maya sites mm-hmm. over the last uh, 20 years. And it just keeps increasing. And it's I find it to be astounding that they expect 57 million people there this year. Oh, and I yeah. think that they usually get about 30, but this year is the big deal because, as you said, there's about a mutual hype around the uh, December 21st date. All right, James, stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo Nation, James Ocon is our special guest. We're talking to James this hour about his book, The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. Here's a couple of websites, www.theoldexplorer.com. That's www.theoldexplorer.com. And his book is available on Amazon.com. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And don't forget, this coming May 25th to the 27th, I will be at the International Center, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, where the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo is going to be held, and it's going to be a great event. If you're in the Toronto area, please drop by and say hi. Now, for further information, www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, and uh, James O'Conn and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break to talk about his book, The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. 
Irish Cream Cold Brew with Cold Foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try Cold Foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Welcome back, everyone. James O'Connor is our special guest uh, this hour. We're talking about James's book, The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology, and it's available on Amazon.com. Now, the Maya civilization was the longest in history, uh, James. Uh, let's see, what was it, 3,000 years? The Maya had a long time to contemplate the cosmos, the universe. They, they were farmers, they were astronomers, and they were great cosmic philosophers. Now, how did this assist them in developing their scientific civilization? took away my best line, the cosmos. They developed their belief system mm -hmm. in their fascination with time and space. And it, time and space to them was all contained in the cosmos. And in, in the nightly uh, light show they had, through a transparent, clear sky, they saw you know, the movement of planets, uh, the rotation of our planet, the stars, uh, and started studying them and being obsessed by them. Of course, as one generation passed to another, they had to start counting the, the cycles, the days and years between different periodicities of planets and stars and rotations. And that made that, that, that enabled them to start a writing and mathematical system that kept track of the time and named the stars and just wrote about mm -hmm. The cosmos. This developed their astronomy, their mathematics, and their uh, writing system, which was, by the way, one of the five original writing systems in the world. Now we so also that, we we also know that the that the Maya realized uh, that the uh, that the Earth was not the center of the universe five hundred years prior to Galileo finding this out. Absolutely, uh, they knew that uh, when. The ships which uh, landed with the Columbus were all, were, all, were all afraid of falling off the edge of the earth, but mm -hmm. the Maya, which had already passed away, the civilization had passed 600 years before, but they knew that they did, the, the, the earth was round. Right. So, um, why were the Maya so intelligent? Well, I think they were just a cultural system that happened, and this is part of the, the, the Lux system, happened to study the stars and the movement, and that went into the, uh, the counting and their writing, etc. That developed a, a hierarchy of people who could understand those scientific elements that they were developing, and they developed an intellectual class, an elite society, etc., and uh, it developed in as all human societies do into a class system 
where you had these really bright people that, that they were selected, like NFL players or for guys for NASA. They all were headed in that direction all their life, and they developed a society that had an elite system that worked on the, the sciences. And out of this came their technology. They figured they needed some better place to work and live, so they built these cities that were, through their technology, uh, made of cast-in-place concrete with tools that were harder than steel and uh, water uh, management systems that uh, saved them during the dry season, roads that cut all the way straight as an arrow, paved uh, 30 feet wide right through the jungle from one city-state to another. They were city-states rather than an empire, and that's one of the things that kept them going for 3,000 years because there was not one big big city that controlled, but 50 cities that relied on each other for trade and for uh, their culture and for a lot of political inter, 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 interface. That, and that was a lot, that was a 3,000 year stretch right there, but that is what kept them uh, in an uh, intellectual state where they could use their cognitive intelligence and develop all these thoughts. So, without outside influence from other cultures, uh, James, how did the Maya evolve their scientific civilization? Well, it started with the stars. Everything they, you need to start a science is in counting, naming the stars, and this astrology, and the projections of time through astronomy. I say astrology, I was wrong. Backwards in time, and then cycling, picking a time, and cycling them forward. They believed in linear time like mm -hmm. we do, and cyclic time, where they would go back in time, select the date for a perfect uh, uh, future uh, event, like a war, uh, coronation, uh, celebration, and cycle forward. That's how we got the uh, the, the 2012 date. Uh, that was evolved in cycling back and forward until they found the right date for. The now you know I've been, I've been get, I, you know I've been ahead. I've been down to Mexico myself and I've done quite a bit of research on the Maya, and nowhere talking to any of the Maya, talking to any of the any of these different uh, high schools of learning, including uh, the, the, uh, the government officials, do they state anywhere that the end of the world is going to be happening on December the 21st, 2012? So where did this myth come from? Well, the myth around December 21st is really a myth started by modern uh, doomsday ah. uh, predictors. That is the end of this, this era of the Maya calendar. It's 13 Baktuns, which is about, it's 5,126 years and 123 days. Most people don't know that. But they, they developed that as part of the procession of the Earth, which is 25,600 years. The Maya divided into five parts and took each one, which is 5,126 years and change, and set a start of the creation and the end of the creation. And so, the Bakhtun, uh 13.0.0.0 will be on December 21st, which happens to be a famous day around the world. That's uh, where we got Christmas. That's the, uh, the winter of solstice, uh, uh, Hanukkah. Everything you could think of were all developed around the winter solstice. So they picked the winter solstice, which is a time when the sun is you know, vertically uh, at the zenith. 
and set that up as a great day to end the, have a big new year because the next day was zero 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 one, which was a new time era. Were they, That's the Maya look at it. Were, were they aware of at the time that this was also going to be the date of the galactic alignment? They picked that date. A lot of scholars think this, and I'll, I'll give you the, the, the thought process. The, the galactic alignment is when the, uh, the dark rift in our galaxy and the Milky Way it aligns with the sun at the zenith. And there's like a, you drew a line along the black uh, dark rift and then aligned it with the sun and some, some planets. You've got a, a cross, which is like the earth tree of the Maya. And um, that, that happens many, many times throughout the 5,000-year history. But it also happens several times in this period. We're talking about 2012. And they found a date when it would swing back and forth right at the 21st of December and got uh, – that, that was the date. They picked a date that would end on uh, on a holiday, which was the solstice. And uh, they were they were brilliant astronomers, so yeah. – they were doing this at uh, around around the year zero in our calendar, around the time of, uh, of Christ's birth, uh, at, at a town called Istapa. So that's that's a logical case as I can. Uh, it's logical to me because mm-hmm. they were great astronomers, but they picked a date that would be uh, on a holiday in uh, at the end of their. Uh, era the, uh, the creation era now now jim because because archaeologists consider the maya to be a stone-aged people how did this label affect your studies well that was one of the uh one of the elements that really drove me into this uh, quest mm-hmm. i was absolutely sure the maya had invented cement tools harder than steel incredible methods of uh, transportation without a beast of burden and I knew that these people who had one of the first, uh, one of the first five uh, original languages, written languages in uh, history, couldn't be Stone Age just because they didn't have metal tools. Although they could do amazing things and amazing cities and oh, unbelievable art and architecture, mm-hmm. uh, the, the archaeologists were falling back on the three age system of uh, stone and bronze and iron. It was developed in in the early uh, 18th century in in a museum in Denmark, and the Maya got nailed with this uh, this, this category because they were the last civilization to be discovered. It was 1839. Uh, well, everybody knew they were there, but that was the first time that uh, John uh, Lloyd Stevens and Catherine Wood, who I know you wrote about, came um, into the area and. and View these cities and made drawings and wrote amazing descriptions and became well. Actually, they changed the history of the world. They found there was another 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 civilization that was encapsulated. It, when it failed in the ninth century, nobody ever uh, reoccupied the cities. Uh, they were never invaded by other people, so they were like they're in a time capsule. And uh, they, 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 we had we being the Archaeologist. Now, I'm not an archaeologist. I'm an engineer. I'm an archaeo engineer. Could not find any metal tools. Okay, they found gold, mm-hmm. which was traded from different areas, but there's no real metal in the. And I'm talking about the hard metals. 
in the Maya zone. They had to go 1,500 miles away to find iron. So they didn't see any metal, so they had to be Stone Age. In the book, I talk, in Chapter 4, I talk about many other uh, uh, descriptions of civilizations which don't involve stone or metal tools, but have all the factors that the Maya developed, the cities, the languages, the mm-hmm. writing, etc. And uh, they, I, I'm on a campaign to get rid of that uh, that appendage or appellage uh, Stone Age. All right, stand by, Jim. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation. James O'Ken, O'Con is our special guest. James O'Con, his website, www.theoldexplorer.com. Or his book can be found on Amazon.com, and the name of the book is The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. That's The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology is available at Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news with James O'Conn as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com
1-800-610-7035 worldwide email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on msn messenger exxonradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com and you can listen 724-365 at www.xzbn.net forward slash live htm my guest this hour, Exonation, is James A. O'Conn, and we're talking about James's book, The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. It's a great book. It's got fantastic photos in it. And um, James, what was your most startling find as a as an archaeo engineer investigating the Mayan civilization and Maya technology? I would place my number one discovery or forensic uh, discovery on the fact that the Maya invented how to make or fabricate cement Mm -hmm. 300 years before Christ. And the Europeans discovered the method in 1851. Well, that's when it was patented anyway. The Romans didn't use cement, but it was all uh, natural cement that came from volcanic sources. So they didn't have to develop a method, but the Maya developed this incredible wood timber uh, cylinder that would make 20 mm-hmm. feet in diameter and about 10, 12 feet high out of wood that would be burned with a cylinder down the middle. It would be, I'd call it the fire cylinder. And they would develop this and put limestone on top. Now, when limestone gets to 14 to 1600 degrees Celsius, it melts. And when it melts, it becomes cement. And they developed what I term, and it, it that is what it is, a thermodynamic uh, reactor, which had a fire in the center, which uh, lowered the temperature as the fire got hotter, and it had shafts on the, at the ground level that drew in fresh, oxygen-rich, warm, cold air that combined with the uh, interior uh, fire and made the fire hotter, Mm-hmm. And it would recycle and get hotter and hotter until they would develop a temperature that was required to um, melt the uh, limestone. And this was a, I've made models of this, and pictures are in the book. They're only 120 scale, but I'm, I had fire shooting. Well, their furnaces, which they still use occasionally, nobody, nobody ever found these until they discovered pictures from, you know, Chichen Itza when they were yeah. uh, consolidating the site, and the, the, all the cement they made, made there, used there, was made from this kind of process. And the, this tongue of flame would shoot in the air 150 feet, that uh, 50 meters. And mine only did six or eight meters, but it's amazing. It's like uh, at the end of Indiana Jones, remember that tongue of fire growing up from the, mm-hmm. the ark? Yeah. That's that, that's my my most impressive, uh, uh, you know, discovery because. Hey, I got the pictures of how they did it. I got the pictures of the after the, the fire. They burned the fire for like 36 hours. It would last that long. They'd use green wood or uh, wood that was been soaked in water mm-hmm. and develop uh, you know, uh, material that was uh, cement. And we, in the book, I have tests. It was done by the University of Mexico. I bought lucked up on some really great guys down there, some professors. And they ran tests on them, and it was like 97% wow. similar to modern Portland cement. Why do you think, uh, James, that everybody looks at the the Egyptians or the Incas as the great mysteries? And yet, the in my book, the, the Maya 
you know, I'm sorry. They're, they they have so much to offer, and they have offered and given so much to modern technology. It's true, but they didn't have the PR that the ah. gypsies had. Gypsies had the Greeks and the Romans and, and everybody who uh, occupied mm-hmm. their uh, country to write and think and tell about their their, their culture, their uh, inventions, and everything else. And likewise, the Incas. When the, the, the conquistadors hit the shores of America, the Maya had already been, you know, collapsed 600 years. So when the Pizarro came in and uh, massacred all the Incas and uh, stole all the gold, he had a bunch of guys with him uh, that wrote Chronicles of the King. They talked about everything, you know, the the, the billing systems, uh, the language, uh, the, the how they built bridges, how they the, the Inca roads. Mm-hmm. 14,000 miles. It was unbelievable. They had PR. I mean, they had books. Thornton Wilder wrote The Bridges on Louis Ray, right? And I have that in the book, too. I said, better PR than anybody in the Inca, Maya world ever had. When the Spanish hit, they never even saw the lost cities in the jungle. They didn't care about them. They were covered up with you know, jungle uh, plants and trees and vines. And the Maya were just, uh, you know, they 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 been over the 600-year period, had fallen from the great science, uh, scientific society into uh, a more uh, a farming community. They did have their, they did have uh, literate people that could read the books and copy the books that were burned by the Spanish, but uh, they didn't have the the great mm-hmm. the great sciences and the great cities. But that's history. You know, they didn't have anybody yeah. write their history because the Spanish burned the books. Yeah, the Spanish weren't very nice to the Maya. You know, there 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 are stories uh, that 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 are in the Mayan history of of the uh, of the Spanish as well as the 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 Columbus explorers abusing them to a point where the Mayas were taking their own lives and their lives of their children so that they wouldn't have to go through the torture that they were being subjected to. The Inquisition was tough on the Mayas. Yeah. And that, and I, I'll just use that because everybody has heard of it, but it lasted for 600 years, and they, 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 the goal of the priest, backed up by the army, was to convert the Maya and destroy their culture, their ancient culture. Yeah, it's like if it's, if it's not my way, it's no one's way. That's right. Either, you know, become Catholic mm-hmm. or you know, you're dead, you know, you you just went into the uh, if you, well. They had a, a, a test. If you really believed in, uh, and they threw you in a pond, and if you floated, mm-hmm. you believe you sank and drowned. Then you were not a non-believer. <sighs> One hell of a way to prove that you're a believer or a non-believer, right? But that's the PR. Yeah. It's, they didn't have anybody writing about him until John Lloyd Stevens came along and wrote a book about. His adventures, and that was a, a worldwide bestseller. Unbelievable. Tell, tell me, what was the hardest part about writing your book? Uh, the hardest part about oh, you know what the hardest part was, and that's a good question. I knew it had to be about technology mm-hmm. of the Maya, and I knew I wanted to get into the elements. You know, my, my gods that I wrote about were thermodynamics, physics, mm-hmm. chemistry, structural mechanics. And hydraulics. We all know these gods. We live with them every day. You know, you, 
your automobile engine is based on this. So I went in with that in mind, but I didn't want to write a strictly archaeological book that would be only for the you know the ivory towers mm-hmm. and the high higher and dried uh, uh, systems. I wanted to write a book that was readable. So I interjected in the book, and I didn't know at the time. I injected antidotes about being captured by Guatemalan guerrillas or slipping through Zapatista lines or, oh, lots of stuff like that. And I, I, actually, some of the critics have said I didn't put enough in. That's the best part of the book. <laughs> so I blended technology, mm-hmm. my history, and I'm the first person I think that I read that in Chapter 3, I actually tried to figure out how the Maya became so smart, like First question you asked. Three thousand years, they had lots of time. And they had the cosmos as their uh, model, mm-hmm. and they came forward and they had a, a, a tremendous, you know, uh, scientific civilization. So I had to combine these three things. You know, uh, something to keep people interested, the real truth, and I had to have pictures, photographs, and illustrations, which I did myself. Never do that. Never write a book where you're writing, <laughs> you're writing and drawing illustrations. And, and, and the text that had to be very readable, because I wanted this to be a book for the people, not right. just you know, somebody who's really, really deep into hieroglyphics or into some other... I don't even hardly touch on it, those things in the book. I just describe what they did. That was the hardest part of blending those things into 12 chapters, mm-hmm. where at the beginning I talk about where they came from. At the very end, they're, they're dying, you know, laying on their uh, superhighways, the sock base, with no water and no food because the huge, the worst drought in 7,500 years is struck, and there was no way out. And, and technology, which had built the Maya civilization and enabled a civilization, a uh, population of mm-hmm. million collapsed and failed them because the, the water supplies ran out. They, they, uh, agriculture did not work without water, et cetera, et cetera. And you read in the book how many uh, technological features failed them, and they were left. So we uh they all died off and one of my reviewers who was a well-known archaeologist at the end said bummer he just wrote down and can we have a, a happier ending than that <laughs> so i wrote the epilogue but anyway that, that was uh i got input from mm-hmm. four famous archaeologists on the uh, reviews they were based i got good reviews and i wanted to blend in technology and the truth about the maya uh, t- tell, were, tell me, what was the reaction of some archaeologists to your technical uh, technical options or your technical uh, opinions? The thing that really got me was they would write, and this is, I'll take the four guys that, that actually had a chance to write on the manuscript. I didn't know that comes like that. That's interesting. I learned more about draft animals than I've ever learned before because yeah. I was talking about the buy and, and the advantage of not having draft animals. And uh, they, they were really great comments. And they never commented once about the history, or I didn't get anywhere into the belief system. You know, I didn't talk about ritual or kings or matriarchy or anything like that. I kept it all to, you know, uh, engineering type stuff that uh, how they built it and how they maintained it, and and uh, what was left uh, when uh, it was. 
scum, quote, discovered. So that was the hard part. It, and uh, it, it worked. It really worked. Oh, I blended in those stories about adventures, which I didn't want. Adventure, as I say in the book, adventure is something, starts with something, doing something stupid, you know, so uh, that's how I did it, and that was the hardest part, is blending in the three elements. So, uh, can we safely say that there's now scientific proof that the Maya were a technologically advanced society? Yes, and what presses me is the reviews are using that very phrase, technologically advanced. Because they, they they see the cement and they see mm-hmm. they they use tools harder than iron. Uh, they, they, they the water systems were tremendously advanced. A series of uh, underground cisterns that collected water during the uh, rainy season, mm-hmm. so it could be used by the cities and by you know everybody during the dry seasons and on and on. And the boats, they had a a trade system. Now I, I really tout the trade system because. They lived off trade. I mean, they tr- traded north into Mexico. Uh, that that's north of by fifteen hundred miles, and they had these big boats. They were like giant canoes, and but they were built with all the technology of modern um, marine vessels. And the most, the best witness we have for those is Christopher Columbus himself. In his fourth voyage, he boarded a, a Maya a sailing vessel at sea. And took off its best treasure, which was cotton, by the way, at the time, because Europe didn't have cotton like the Maya uh, grew and wove. And uh, he described the boat and everything else. And uh, I use it in the uh, in, in the book to recreate a Mayan canoe, along with a, an expert that I worked with. So I, you know, uh, people who read it believe it because I, I tell how I was done. I tell how. Uh, the the uh, system was uh, uh, built and operated. Mm-hmm. I show drawings, and then I show a photograph. And when you do that, you don't have any more questions about, well, show me something else, you know. Well, nobody's asked a question like that yet. I'm really pleased that I, I satisfied uh, the reader because I've got the comments from the, the, the uh, reviewers mm-hmm. say he illustrates clearly the miracle of the Maya. All right, and stand I- by, Jim. You and I have to take our final break. Exonation James O'Conn is our special guest. He's the author of The Lost Secrets of the Maya of Maya Technology. That's The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. It's available at Amazon.com. And for more information on James, visit his website at www.theoldexplorer.com. And James and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. 
This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Welcome back, Exxon Nation. Uh, James O'Conn is our special guest, and the name of his book is The Last Secrets of Maya Technology. It's available at Barnes & Noble, and if you'd like to get more information on James's website, it's www.theoldexplorer.com. So tell me, James, what's the next step into the investigation into the secrets of the Maya? I think uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, since the, I finished the book a year ago, and mm-hmm. it's taken a year to go through the publishing process and everything else. And my, my next, uh, I, I think I'm going to go more into detail about the, the life of the Maya uh, and how they lived. Uh, and I don't mean social life. I mean the day-by-day stuff about lighting systems and, and ventilation and uh, uh, some structures, uh, some cities are built out of brick etc. And I'd like to further pursue the navigation system, and which was incredible. It was based on the stars. And their uh, lighthouse system, which uh, traversed the coast, and of course they went all the way down to Antigua, which is a, like a 3,000 kilometer mm-hmm. route. So uh, I'm working on that uh, very slowly, because we just, you know, we just were released two weeks ago, so we're, I've, uh, my time's been full. So uh, and I'm enjoying it, by the way. So it's not a, it's not that was not a complaint. Tell me, but Jim. I, let me uh, let me ask you okay. this question as 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 a as somebody who's gone deep into the Maya, their secrets, their culture, their technology. What do you think, or how do you feel the the doomsday prophesiers are going to feel on December the twenty second, twenty twelve? They're going to be. Few and far in between. Have you noticed it's dropping off? Yeah. I mean, the the guys that are leading the thing, I, you could name, I could name some, are sort of like talking about it's not doomsday anymore. It's like uh, the age of Aquarius, or it's a change in the uh, in, in in the style of life of yeah. the world. It's a new era, and it, and it sounds more like uh, the Flower Children of the seventies than it does, you know, uh, one of the. Uh, well, I've read some of your documentation about the uh, the, the, the failed end of the world prophecy, yes. okay, which we've all gone through a bunch of them. I think they're going to be disappointed. They're going to bond it like the rest of us. Only four shopping days to Christmas. <laughs> James, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. Congratulations on a great book. I thoroughly thank enjoyed you. reading it. Uh, much success to you in the future. And please come thank back you. and visit us again here in the Exxon. 
I'm always glad to visit Canada. All right, buddy. You take care of yourself. And once again, congratulations on a great book. Exo Nation, James O'Conn has been my guest to this hour. And he's the author of The Lost Secrets of Maya Technology. Now, it's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. And for more information on James himself, www.theoldexplorer.com. Don't forget, May 25th to 27th, I'll be at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, 6900 Airport Road. That's the International Center, right across from Pearson International Airport. For more information, wow, they've got a great venue this year. Hats off to you, Chandler. Visit www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. That's www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Send an email to me anytime. Love hearing from you. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba 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 